Hey guys, it's Tina and we're back again for yet another week and another episode. Thank you guys so much for coming back and listening and I'm so excited for this season. There's just so many great things that are to come and I'm just glad that you guys have taken the time to take a moment with Flawed and Free. So first and foremost, as always, as we proceed, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit in, in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we ask you to fill each and every one of us and every listener that is listening to this podcast with your precious Holy Spirit. We ask you to fill each of us with all of the fruits of your Spirit, including your love, your joy, your peace, your gentleness, your goodness, your meekness, your faithfulness, and your self-control. Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ's holy name, God, we ask you to fill us all and anybody else that we have maybe have prayed for today or will listen in the future, God. We just pray, God, that you fill every one of these listeners with the Holy Ghost anointing and power. Cover us with your presence, your anointing, your power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we ask you to fill us, to heal us with your spirit, cover us with your presence, fill us and seal us with your peace, your character and your nature. We ask you to do all of these things in the name of Jesus, according to John 14 and 14 to God be the glory. Amen. Again, yet I say to you all, man, I'm telling you last week, if you've had an opportunity to listen to episode one, it was an amazing episode to create after nine months of lying and waiting and lying before the Lord. I was able to birth my new baby into this new season. So I'm so excited for the second season of Flawed and Free. Today's episode, we are focusing on the Workplace Warfare series, but this week we're talking about identity. So this week's focus is identity. Who are you? But before we get started, let's talk about last week's episode real quick as we go into our fight back segment. So as we proceed, there were several questions. There was a live Q&A that we did and I will continue to do every week. We'll do a live Q&A for that week's podcast. So on Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will be going live on all of my platforms. If you follow me on Facebook and you're on my personal page, Latina Jaliba, or if you follow the Flawed and Free page on Facebook. And then I also stream from IG at the Flawed and Free. And then I also stream live from YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe and share because I'll be uploading lots of new content and videos there as well. So every week we'll be having what I will call tea and testimony. And so this is the down and dirty, the nitty gritty of whatever it is we're talking about on the audio podcast, where you can come and you can ask natural, secular, spiritual questions, or anything that you may have heard from that week's podcast, or maybe even a week prior or whatever questions you have about Flawed and Free. And then we just kind of engage and chat and just grow. 
And so I'm real excited. There were a few people that were able to come last week. So thank you to all of those that made it. And I'm looking forward to the weeks to come for those of you that will show up. So I do have a couple of questions I did receive for the Fight Back segment this week that we weren't able to get to in the live Q&A. So the first question was, what three strategies you applied when you were laid off and let go? So last week, we talked about me being laid off and let go and some of the warfare that I went through in the workplace. And we went even further in detail online. But the first thing I did, one of the first strategies was to focus on God. I literally could not even begin to consider to walk in fear. And I just had to let my faith be bigger than my fear, right? So I just continued to keep my focus completely on him. If I even thought for a second that I would take my eyes off of him, I almost felt like Peter, like I'm drowning in the sea. And so I literally had to keep my focus on God because it was a transition, right? It was a transition, a great transition for me. So I had to just literally day in, day out, just keep my eyes on God. I did that through prayer and meditation. So that will take me into the next thing that I did because they asked for my three strategies Um, was consecration and prayer. I was already in a posture of consecration because I was being obedient to the instructions that the Lord gave me closing out season one of the podcast. And so it was a very normal state of being for me. So it was just a continuance of what I was already doing, but even further in depth, because now I didn't have to restructure my prayer and consecration time around work. So man, it gave me even more time, endless, unlimited time. Man, I enjoyed every single second of it. And so my third strategy was to rest in God. And this, I have to admit, was the most difficult for me. It was the most difficult. It did require a little wrangling in the spirit to come into full agreement with. I'm a very active person, mostly an extrovert. And so I was used to moving, moving, moving and shaking, moving and shaking, moving and shaking, not just in the natural, but also in the spirit, right? as a prayer warrior, you know, warring in the spirit. And so God had been teaching and training me over that consecration season, how to rest in him. And I'm telling you, I really needed it when the time came to actually utilize and live in reverse. And so as we move forward into the podcast, I'll be talking more about living in reverse and what that looks like for your life. But basically, God does his best work, his greatest works while in rest, while we rest. If you even notice, he put Adam to sleep when he created Eve and he put him to sleep. So, you know, resting in God is just having the full confidence in God that, hey, I believe you by faith that you're going to do what you said you were going to do, that you are my provider and my protector and that nothing will come to hurt and harm me. 
and that I don't have to try to figure things out and beat myself upside the head with the plan and what's next and what to do, that I can literally sit back and lay my head rather on the father's lap. And if I want to cry, I can cry. And if I want to just be held, he'll hold me. And while I'm resting, he's going ahead of me and he's performing the work for me. And I tell you, I have learned that to a degree that I've never known it before. And so even Psalms 4610 tells us to be still. He says, be still and know that I am with you. And that was very challenging for me. But over the course of the days, he just really helped me through that process. And I discovered how much I needed the rest, not only physically, but spiritually, how much I really needed the rest because I worked myself like a dog for many, many, many years, sometimes more than one job, more than one hospital, you know, different hours, different shifts and various things to include, you know, being a mom and everything that goes with that. I have a child who's an athlete. And so, you know, as a single mom, it's just, it can be challenging. It can be incredibly challenging trying to balance your work and your life, but God will give you everything you need to sustain. So the next question was blind faith. What does it look like? Blind faith for me, and I think she's referencing the blind faith that I made reference to in the last episode, is no matter what, you stay faithful to the process. Ten toes down and you ain't never folding. You ain't folding no matter what you see, no matter how you feel, and no matter what comes up against you, that you are going to stay 10 toes down and you are going to wait upon the Lord and you are going to wait and pray and watch. Wait and pray and watch. And sometimes it's hard to do because we want to jump up and go ahead of him and we want to make things shake and move and Maybe I should do this and go into little mini states of panic. You know, what if this doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? I need to have a backup plan and a side plan. And you talking to the girl that had a plan A, a plan B and a plan C for almost everything. And to go from having three plans to having none at all and just literally just raising my hands up in the air in worship and praise and just saying, I just thank you, God, for where I'm at today. I thank you, God, for, you know, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow for the Lord said that tomorrow will take care of itself. And so just really relying and leaning in on the scripture and no matter what I saw or didn't see, blindly just believing like a child on Christmas day that you're going to get the very thing that you asked for. So that's what blind faith looked like for me. And the last question was, what weapons did I use to fight back in prayer? And so my main weapon was praise and worship. I love music. I love, 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 love music. And music really ministers to me. And so I'm a worshiper and I sing and dance and worship and praise God. And that was one of my strongest weapons that I used to fight back. My second weapon, of course, and probably should have been first, but this is the order that I can honestly say it probably went in, to be honest, uh, was studying, studying the word of God. 
it just was just, I'm telling you that I had time, right? I ain't got nothing but time. It's COVID. And now I'm home and transitioning into my new role as a disciple for Christ. I've always been a disciple for Christ, but I literally put my net down and picked up my cross in this season. So yeah, studying the word of God. Oh my God. Saved my life so many days. And so studying the word was my second weapon and fasting. I already had begun to live a life of fasting. I'd been really praying about becoming more spiritually disciplined over my consecration season. So my fasting life definitely picked up big time. And so it's my lifestyle. I fast as led and as I grow spiritually and mature, I'm expanding the degree of fasting through prayer, through the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, I fast all the time, like every week. I have a designated day and sometimes that designated day changes because I'm flexible to the move of God. So sometimes he'll say, no, not today. I need you to do this today, do it this day or what have you. And then sometimes it'll be more than one day. It'll be up to three days or whatever it is that he leads me to do. I make sure that I'm there to complete it. So moving in now to our episode topic. So identity, who are you? What is your identity? So I looked up the definitions for identity and because I kept just hearing in my spirit, identity and image, identity and image. And I'm like, is it the same or, you know, why is the Lord calling me and pushing me to look up identity and image? So I did. So identity is characteristics determining who or what a person or thing is. And then another definition said, at close similarity or affinity. Yeah, that was the new Oxford American Dictionary. I had that all wrong, but it's all good, y'all. So that was the definition for identity. And the definition for image was representation of the external form of a person or thing. And then the alternate was general impression that a person, organization, or product presents to the public. So I'm looking at identity and I'm looking at image, right? And I'm like, some of us have gotten this all wrong. We've been mixing up image with identity. No wonder we're so lost and confused about who we are because a lot of us are operating and exuding and representing what our image, what we've dressed up to externally present to the world and to the organizations we work for and for the people that we are a part of in their lives. We literally have mixed up our identity in at around our image, and we don't know which one we're operating out of. We operating out of who or what we are, which is our identity, or are we operating out of the representation of the external form, which is our image? So I said, you know what? Let me help break it down for them. So image is more of the outer natural view of yourself. And identity is more of the inner spiritual view of yourself. 
So when we're thinking and talking about identity for the remaining portion of this podcast, you know, I know that there's a lot of reference to the image of Christ that I will explain as we move forward. But the identity of you, who you are, who you are is really your spiritual being, your spirit, your inner man, your inner view of who you are, because we are spirit beings. And so the word of God said that Christ is the exact likeness of God, which we all know the Holy Trinity is God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. They are all one. And so Christ is the image of the exact likeness of God. And that is who in which we are, right? So Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. 27 says, so God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. That's coming out of the NLT version of Genesis 1, 26 through 27. So what does that tell us? 26, you know, basically speaks to the fact that God created you to rule and reign with authority. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us and that we would reign over all of these things. And that is a position of authority. That is a position of sovereignty and rule. So God created you to rule and to be powerful and to reign with authority. And so 27 goes even further. Verse 27 goes even further to speak of that we were created as human beings in his own image and that he created us male and female. And so God created us, but God is a spiritual being. Remember, identity is the spiritual view, is the innermost inner man view of who you are, because God has no physical body, but we are to reflect who he is in character, in spirit, which is indwelling in our inner man. And so that is the creation in which God has created us to be a reflection of his character, and it is a reflection of his internal and eternal function. And so this is to be expressed outwardly in love and patience, kindness, forgiveness, and faithfulness. These are the characteristics of God. These are the reflections of God. Remember, anytime you look in a mirror or You know, you're looking at a reflection of what you see of yourself. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you should see a reflection of these characteristics. Now, you're looking at your outwardly, you know, your skin, your body, you know, your skin color, you know, your height, whatever. You're looking at the outward external, which is the actual physical image that I talked about in that definition of image. But identity is more of the inner reflection of God's character and all of his characteristics. And these are the things that we will express outwardly in action. 
right? So how do we discover our identity, right? How do you discover you? You discover your identity by seeking Jesus Christ, who is your creator, to find out who he is. Because when you find out who he is, that's where you find you, right? When you find out who God is, that's where you discover you. And so you're going to ask, well, how? How do I do that? So the first thing that you should take away from this today is to seek the character of the creator. Seek the character of the creator. So first John four and four says, but you belong to God. My dear children, you have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. That right there deserves a whole shout. Glory be to God. Because sometimes we look at the world and the world standards and the things that are happening in the world and we feel defeated, right? We feel defeated. But you got to remember that you have the victory. You have the victory. First John 4, 4 says that because why? Because you belong to God. He said it. You have already won the victory over those people because it's your spirit which is him who lives in you that is greater than anything that is in this world. So that means your job, your relationship, your cousins, your family, your friends, anything and everything that is in it, anything and everything that is in the world, you have the victory over it. You don't believe me? Go and look and read 1 John 4 and 4 yourself. That's also out of the NLT. You can read it in any version that you're comfortable with. But it clearly states that we have the victory. So we will not and you will not let the pressure of the world, let the pressures of your job prevent you from the promises of God. This is not what we've been to do. We are not going to succumb and surrender to the pressures of this world because God is giving us the victory and he is greater than anything that is in this world. So if you are unsure about who you are or where you are in your workplace or what your stress levels are and how to get to the next place, Download the free workplace stress stress survey I have put in the episode show notes. All you got to do is click the link in this episode show notes and you can go and assess where you are so that we can support you in developing the strategies with where you want to be. If you just click the link, it'll take you straight to the survey. And make sure you check it out today. Now, number two takeaway for today is to crucify your flesh, which is your body, the outer man. Crucify your flesh. So there may be some of you that are maybe not understanding what I mean when I say crucify your flesh. 
And that ultimately means to shed the old parts of you in exchange for the new so you can look how you feel. So you can look how you feel. Man, 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 man. What a challenge that can be most days, right? To get them jokers to align, to get your spirit to match your flesh, to get your flesh to match your spirit. In this season, man, I'm telling you, boy, my flesh was warring. My flesh and what I wanted and what I desired and what I understood, it was warring, but my spirit was willing. And I had to continue to put my spirit, man, put my spirit first and feed my spirit so that I could look exactly how I felt because your flesh can have you feeling real crazy in these streets, real crazy in these streets. And you look like you didn't lost your mama, your daddy and everything else and anything that ever meant anything to you because your flesh just isn't aligning with your spirit. So just as in the last episode, I spoke of commanding and shifting the atmosphere and exerting and powering your authority in who God is and what he's giving you to rule and reign over and to command your mornings. The same with your flesh. You command your flesh to come into agreement with God. You command your flesh to come into alignment with God and the word of God. And it has to. It has to. It's just spiritual law. It just has to. Now, Galatians 2 and 20 also helps us by saying, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let that sink in your spirit. Let that sink. It says, hey, God has been crucified. So therefore I have been crucified with him. So you ain't doing this by yourself. God is with you and you no longer live in your body, in your flesh, but you live in your spirit which is who you are in Christ, right? You live by faith, by the son of man, who is the son of God and God loves you. And he gave his entire self for you. The Lord Jesus Christ has sacrificed his own body and shed his blood so that as a living sacrifice, he could atone for the sins of our flesh, for the sins of our bodies in our own just iniquity, just so that we may live an eternal life in heaven with him in spirit. Glory, 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 glory to God. Glory to God. That's Galatians 2 and 20. And I'll make sure that in the episode show notes that I list all of these scriptures that we're going over so that you can read and meditate over this word for yourself. In addition to Galatians 2 and 20, Galatians 3, 26 through 28 says, for in Christ Jesus, for in Christ Jesus, for you are all children of God through faith and 
all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. 28 says there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You remember that scripture that we read in the beginning of this episode in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, 27 had stated, so God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God, he created them male and female. So this was Old Testament, Old Covenant before God came and died, was buried, resurrected, and let us not forget ascended into the heavens and he paid the ultimate price through the blood sacrifice in his own body as a man and as the son of God so that we could come into communion with him in spirit and that we can put on and unite ourselves by faith by putting on our new man the new clothes. Galatians 3.28 says no longer will we be separated, right? By Jews and Gentiles. Slaves are free, male or female, but we are now all one in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? What does becoming one mean? One means becoming one with Christ. You, we are all now individual members of the body of Christ. We speak a lot in Christianity, or you may hear me reference the body of Christ, the body of believers. And so you as a body, as a member in the body of believers, you are now one with Christ. And we are all individuals in the body with a function and a purpose. Oh, man. I hope some of y'all are getting this because I'm telling you, this is ministering to me even as I speak it again in this podcast. The Lord gave it to me and I'm sharing it with y'all. And so our final takeaway for this episode is number three, claiming our citizenship, claiming our citizenship. Philippians 3.20, the ESV version says, but, and I wanted to use this one because it's just so clear and plain. It says, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Citizenship is in heaven. So our citizenship is in heaven and we relinquish, which means we relinquish, we give up, we give over, we give back our earthly citizenship and we receive our heavenly inheritance, right? We receive our heavenly inheritance, which is our goals and desires from the earthly treasures that we seek and that a lot of people seek in this world, we seek the heavenly treasures and pleasures over the temporary treasures and pleasures of the world, right? We seek out and search out the heavenly things, the spiritual things, the treasures that God has stored up and given to us. And we allow the Lord to strengthen us 
We allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to strengthen our true character in the likeness of him, which is our identity, right? Christ is in the image, the exact likeness of God. So as Christ is in the exact image of God, we, our true characters, are in the likeness of him. So we have to allow the Lord to strengthen us and not the image of yourself that you have dressed up and created. Not what you see, right? Because we're operating in faith and we can't see that. That's spiritual. That's in the spirit. So our image of ourself is not really who we are. What we think of ourselves even is not who we are. Our failures of our past, you know, uh, flaws and things that we've done or that we've condemned ourselves for our mistakes. That's not who we are. Who we are, our true character is in wrapped up in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And if we allow the Lord to have his way, he will strengthen us in those areas. Be yourself, right? Be yourself in the workplace, at home, in your ministries, on your platforms, online, wherever you go. You don't have to conform to where you are and to the people around you to make them comfortable. Minority or non-minority, I don't care what's happening in your spaces or what spaces you dwell. If it's your workspace or your personal space or your private space or your spiritual spaces, be you. Do not conform no matter what the world says or perceives to be acceptable. God has chosen you and set you apart to not be like the world. Stop people pleasing and hiding behind the norm and what's acceptable to everybody else and be transformed by the word of God and the renewing of your mind. Pray, pray, pray for patience and pray for peace through the process. Find you the real you and be you. Do you the way God created you? Glory be to God. That's all I have for you guys today. It's been a blessing and an honor to stand before you. For those that have made it through the end of this podcast, I thank you for your support. Make sure you go check me out on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube. There'll be a video version and other uploaded vlogs and live streaming content for you to check out on my YouTube, which is flawed and free. And you can also go check out my website, which is the flawedandfree.com. You can almost kind of factor in to anywhere. You can listen to the podcast there. You can shop some of the flawed and free merchandise that's available. We have some wonderful faith-based apparel there, some faith-based tees and some flawed and free merch, some cool discounts if you go check them out online. So go check out theflawedandfree.com. And again, thank you so much for coming here where you are free and I am free to be me, but we are all flawed and free. God bless you and God keep you. Till next week, guys.